come up with a cold open this week because we forgot something last week. So welcome everybody to the Two Words Podcast and let's get into some things. What did we forget? <laughs> my, first of all, my name is John. His name is Matt. Uh, and this is the Two Words Podcast. But you know, we spent all that time last week talking about movies and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. actors and different stuff. <clears throat> we didn't talk about David Arquette. Right. At all. We mentioned uh, the movie. We mentioned Ready to Rumble, Ready but to Rumble. we didn't. But we didn't like even mention. Journey. Yeah, and yeah, like, a whole documentary, right? Yeah, he's About doing death matches now. Yeah. He almost he almost killed Chris Cage. <laughs> like <laughs> stabbed him in the neck with a fluorescent light bulb. Good night. At the almost at the beginning of their match, and then he crisis, just kept on going. <laughs> we also uh, failed to mention. Uh, a couple of, of notable uh, wrestlers in movies. We forgot to mention Kevin Nash as the Super Shredder. Oh, that's right. In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which was my favorite of the Ninja that's Turtles right. movies. Um, and we also failed to mention uh, one of my favorite little tidbits of knowledge here. Um, we failed to mention Jeep Henson. I didn't fail to mention him because I don't know who he is. Jeep, uh, Jeep Swenson, not Jeep Henson. Doesn't Jeep Swenson. Uh, Jeep Swenson was in a movie, uh, a couple of movies. He was in No Holds Barred. Okay. Uh, he was in the Damon Wayans, uh, Adam Sandler movie, Bulletproof. And he was in a couple of episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. However, more f- most famously, he was in a movie called Batman and Robin in which he played Bane. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, <coughs> he was in WCW for a while, did some acting and, uh, did, did Batman and Robin in 1997 and then, uh, and then like died later that year. Wow. Like, how's that? That's the cap of your life. That's the, <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing Bane in, playing uh, Bane in, talk. yeah. Um, what's. What's fun though about him in one of the worst Batman movies? Oh yes, but you also like have to like we've talked about it. You just have to love that film. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also he wrestled in WCW, and the last thing that he kind of did during his tenure there was that he uh, he was part of the alliance to end Hulkamania, which was him, the Four Horsemen, um, the Dungeon of Doom, and. Uh, like Gangsta Z, I think. <laughs> but he was known, he came out as the final solution, <laughs> which was quickly uh, followed by complaints from the from many Jewish organizations that called oh, Turner. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> and he was ultimately renamed the ultimate solution. And WCW claimed that they were unaware. Oh. <laughs> No, that the I final see. solution yeah, was the no. name of Adolf Hitler's grand plan I to see. kill the yeah. Jews. I could see how that would slip your mind. Sure. Yeah. No. I don't think about Hitler every day. Yeah, no, I don't. So, you know. But I bet <laughs> most Jewish organizations do on a fairly regular basis. Man, that's bad. How have I never heard that before? Yeah, it's that's a terrible. it's a it's a fun He's, he's got a fun little career you got to follow right there. there. That's a juicy um, tidbit. Yeah, juicy tidbit. But uh, other than that, <laughs> hey, yo, Jay White has probably out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, 
he uh, he lost his loser leaves Japan match with Haikulio. Yep. Um, and at Battle in the Valley, lost to AEW Eddie Kingston in a match where the stipulation was that the loser would leave New Japan for good. Mm-hmm. So I think I think realistically, he's going to AEW. You think so, huh? <laughs> Do you have information? I don't have information. I just have a lot of rumors that apparently say that he might already be signed by WWE. And he could already be signed. I mean... Who knows? But also, that contract might have been signed when Hunter was in charge. (laughs) True. And and that that looks looks very juicy. Vince is is sneaking his way back into creative lately. um, Yeah, and we've noticed. Um, I think it'd be, I mean, I like when guys go from New Japan to WWE or they leave WWE, go to New Japan and then come back. Yeah. Cause they always come back better in the ring. Absolutely. Um, you know, Cody Rhodes did it. AJ Styles did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura did it. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor did it. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole did it. Everybody you list. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they they I mean they've all done it and they're amazing yeah. in ring and they've got this, you know, because have you ever watched Japanese wrestling? Mm-hmm. It's intense. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is what AEW wishes it was. <laughs> right? Because because I heard somebody talking about they're like, you know, WWE is more focused on stories. Yeah. And AEW is trying to be more focused on matches. Correct. But like those mats matches in in New Japan are off the wall crazy. <laughs> hey yo, WWE are concerned uh, ahead of WrestleMania 39 because Sami Zayn's too popular right now, <laughs> and they're afraid they've got another Daniel Bryan situation on their hands without an actual Daniel Bryan plan on the books. Yep, yep. And how much would that suck to ruin the Cody Rhodes thing? Yeah, to have to throw in Sami Zayn as well because he has to win the title. <coughs> he would have to, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I read something. Uh, Meltzer was saying that Cody Rhodes had come out, and then they made Paul Heyman come out so soon. Immediately, yeah, yeah, because they were afraid that Sami Zayn <laughs> chance were going to get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tough situation. I, I mean, I'll admit it. Watching Elimination Chamber. 99% of me was dead sure that WWE was not going to let Sami Zayn win that match. Yeah. But there was 1% of me that, that was just like, I want it so bad. <laughs> so that was a dang good match. It was great. I mean, that was, when you want to talk about near-perfect matches, mm-hmm. that was that was really one of them. It was highly entertaining. Um, There was a part of me, you know, it shifted to about 20% of me thought that Sami Zayn might actually they might actually give this to Sami Zayn. <coughs> um and I and I told Hillary like I'd prefer to see Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes. Really? Like I think I'd prefer to see that match. Mm. Um just the in-ring product. I don't really care about all the other stuff like Roman Reigns his out of ring promos and all this other stuff. I love that. The character wise, but as far as like just having a wrestling match, I really like Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn. Um, but <laughs> Sami Zayn is no Daniel Bryan. Right. That's just, it's it's facts. There's a great storyline. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and especially because of, like, it Feels like just 20 minutes ago, Sammy was the annoying heel character. Right, yeah. Like, that transition just doesn't... We yeah, didn't set this... Though. You know, they set that Daniel Bryan plan up in yeah, it was, SummerSlam. It was months in advance, yeah. 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 Um, so, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I hope that they don't involve Sami Zayn in it until the night after... Until the Raw after Mania. I think that would be a perfect time. <laughs> I I would be fine because initially this was floated out there. Maybe not with these certain opponents, but initially this was floated out there. The idea that Roman Reigns was actually going to headline 
both nights of WrestleMania for separate mm. titles. Mm. Okay. I wouldn't mind Cody versus Roman the first night, and Cody wins the WWE title, which is the one that he wants. Yeah. And Sammy versus Roman the next night, and then just destroy Roman Reigns there, too. Why not? Yeah. And let's just have the say... Just a, just a, a Roman Reigns destruction night. Well, Roman Reigns. Weekend. Roman Reigns needs to take some time. <laughs> yes, I mean that's exactly like, what's going to happen, right? He's going to be gone for a little while. And they've been saying he needs to take time off for like six months now. So, mm-hmm. but we could have. Um, both, I'm saying we could have the best of both worlds. We could. We could. Thanks to Night Mania. <laughs> Said no one ever. Um, uh, hey, yo, Kenny Omega's contract is coming up in AEW, uh, and there mm-hmm. is a possibility, lots of rumors. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I might, I might crap myself <laughs> wherever I'm at. If that news drops. No, yeah, KO no, that would be signs WWE. Do you think that they would <clears throat> try be able to or try to keep it a secret? Absolutely they would. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the AJ Styles thing or the Yeah. The uh, Except this is much bigger. Yeah. Like, no, I, th- I if think they it could is. if they could pull this off. Uh, again, this could be a, a WrestleMania. I don't know how, if it's that quick when his contract is up, but they could pull off some sort of thing where yeah. he comes in and attacks his former Buddy, AEW buddy at the end of a show or something like that. Set up a big feud there. I mean, it would be a massive, massive pop. That would, it would be the John Moxley showing up and, and all out that that first all out. It would be that feeling. (laughs) I think about how I think about that moment when John Moxley showed up. And I also think about the moment when John Moxley returns to WWE just how insane that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker T said on his Hall of Fame podcast or radio show, is it a radio show or podcast? I think they're both the both. same. Pretty much, yeah. Um, said Basically said he doesn't know how many years Kenny Omega has left um, and WWE would make Kenny Omega's star shine brighter. And he said, really, it doesn't matter where you wrestle. WrestleMania is always the goal. Sure. Like, it's never not the goal. Um, and I can very easily see <coughs> Kenny Omega coming in and being champion almost right away. Yeah. Yeah. He could be the new page. Like, you <laughs> you make him the surprise sixth man in the Money in the Bank ladder match, mm-hmm. and stock goes immediately up. That would be fun. That would be fun. That's also a possibility, too, because it's already confirmed Roman won't be there yeah. for Money in the Bank. So if Cody has the title at that point, having that be the the final of the show, that'd be awesome. <coughs> hey, yo. <coughs> Speaking of people coming back to WWE, here's someone who's not interested. Our boy Heath. Really? He didn't want to come back. Man. He really likes what he's doing over at Impact and has no interest in returning to WWE, apparently. I bet, I bet he... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's been wrestling for so long. I yeah. actually found this graphic. I may have posted it the other day, but um, it was 3MB. It's like between them, there's three yes, yeah, WWE sorry. champions. Yeah. They've all won tag team titles. They've all, uh, there's three 24 seven championship reigns. There's an NXT championship reign. There's yeah. an Intercontinental championship reign. Like, the and joke. that's all after it, 3MB. Yeah. Such a big joke. Yeah. A group. Um, yeah. Those, I would love to see 3MB come back one time. Just, yeah. Just for a short event. run. Yeah. An event or like a, yeah, like a three month thing yeah. where they're just wreaking havoc on the tag team, tag team division yeah. or something. That would be fun. And, uh, and they're calling themselves <laughs> three meaty boys, <laughs> meaty boys, which is, which is. <laughs> One of my favorite names we've come up with. Um, hey, yo. Uh, I really, I, I don't even know how to like go into this because I just hate, it's just about something I hate. Um, You've been doing at least one of these every yeah. new segment. <laughs> well, I've got nowhere else to talk about this. Um, especially now that I work alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It looks like we're going to get Lesnar versus Omos and Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Lesnar versus Omos? Omos. Why is Omos still here? 
we almost got rid of him. And then <laughs> I, I don't know. I would rather not see Lesnar at WrestleMania than see him wrestle almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather um, not watch WrestleMania. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like. Whoa. That's the bathroom. I just, I just, and this kind of ties into something that I'm talking about later. Um, I never gave the title of our show. What's the title of our show, John? Our title of the show is stupid stuff. (laughs) Um, because we, we've got some things that we just, we just think are dumb and the WWE and all professional wrestling should just stop doing. Uh, and and we've just culminated into this is what we're talking about today. Um, but one of those things is, is like WWE has to stop getting into, oh, look how big he is. We're going to make him a star. Do you... How, how tall are you? Just like <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, it, it's just. Um, but you know, last Friday uh, on SmackDown, the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber, um, Bray Wyatt came out and said he's going to challenge whoever right lo- whoever loses or yeah. whoever wins one of them Wyatt versus or, or Lesnar versus Lashley. Which I don't know. It ended in a screwy finish anyway. Yeah. I don't know why that was the thing. Why they were like, oh, let's start this storyline by you challenging the winner of this. Right. Of this nothing match. Right. They're like, it, it's not a nothing match, but it's also like, it's not. But it's not important either. It's not really. important to anything. It's only important <laughs> because of, of this storyline. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to see. Wyatt versus Lashley anyway. I've seen speculation that this is a, uh, this is going to be the catalyst for bringing in the Wyatt six, you know, and the, the hurt business and the hurt business. Okay. Like Lashley over a couple weeks of dealing with shenanigans from Bray Wyatt actually kind of gets scared. Doesn't want to show that, but yeah. does hurry along the rejoining of the group. So he has a whole team with him Okay, and Bray Wyatt, Basically, claps back with his own team. Claps back. Uh, who knows if that's where that's going to go? I have no idea. I'm kind of weirded out by what they're doing with Bray Wyatt, and I wish they'd pick a lane and <laughs> just, just do pick something. Something. But um, <clears throat> yeah. But whatever it is, I'll be interested to see. It's it's interesting to me that they've they've made Uncle Howdy a character that is coming out and beating people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Like, is it Bo Dallas? It's got to be, right? It's got to, I think so. It really looks like Bo Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> even even just the mask looks like yeah. Bo Dallas. Uh, my last one here. Hey, yo, Vince McMahon wants $9 billion for WWE. <laughs> so much money. <laughs> it's currently valued at $6.6 billion. So he wants a good $2.5 billion above that. Depending on who buys it. Yeah. Like there's, I could see some value there. It's not outside the realm of possibility, but it just—it's a lot of money. You know who I would love to see buy WWE, and I just—I just thought about Tell it. Tell me, Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> I said it. That is not what I expected. I said it, folks. <laughs> I want VaynerMedia to own, to own WWE. Um. Because he loves wrestling, and yeah. he, he like he already represents uh, Charlotte Flair, I think. Mm. So yeah, why, why, not? Not? why not? Why not? Um, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it almost guarantees that it's going to have to be a major network, yeah, that buys them. But, but I'm not sure that that any of them are interested in it for that price. Uh, Nick Khan has said that there has been offers made. Has yeah. said from who? And given that it ain't sold yet, I'm sure it's not for the right price yet either. I'm sure he got it valued that the company was valued at six billion, and then they said, "Okay, well we're gonna over, we're gonna ask way over." Yeah, because we'll see. Vince McMahon, like if I'm Vince McMahon, which. I've never been able to think like Vince McMahon, um, which is for the most part a good thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what's the price so that I walk away and nobody in my family ever even has to get up off the couch anymore? 
Like what's what's that number? Because I'm I'm you know I'm in my late seventies. I'm I'm not here that much longer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you know I got I got my kids. I got my grandkids. What's what's the price? So that like I sit on my couch watching reruns of The Office while uh, good looking people feed me grapes and family pom proms. <laughs> That's. That's my price. Yeah. Um, so I mean, six, seven billion. That that feels <laughs> feels like I could achieve that. I would. I would think so. Yes. How fast do you think you could blow through seven billion dollars? I would be long dead. I think I could do it. I mean, if I'm gonna go out and buy seven billion dollar yachts, then sure. But yeah, no, I think trying I could, to live just a normal life. I think. <laughs> I think I could do it. Because like. It's so much more money yeah. than you think it is. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I'm thinking like it's because my parents are still alive. I could buy them. I could buy their house and then buy them a new house. I'd, I'd buy a wrestling company. That's it's what a, I would it's do. A, like, it's, it. it's a million dollars times, times six million a thousand just to get to a billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's I could, a lot of money. I bet I could. I, bet, I, I mean, <laughs> now I got to go home and put pen to paper and theoretically a million spend, dollars. spend $6 billion. A million dollars is more money than my household would bring in in 15, 16 years. Just a million. One million. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. No, I, I, I get it. <laughs> but like if you're Ric Flair running out, you know, giving out hundred dollar yeah. tips and that sort of stuff. I would be doing that. I feel yeah. like if I was a rich person, I oh, would yeah. be doing that all the time. Yeah. Like here's a thousand dollars. Here's a thousand dollars for doing nothing. <laughs> that would be fun. I, I will pay somebody, I will pay a task rabbit a thousand dollars to come over and find my remote. <laughs> Please and thank you. Uh, well, that is our Hey Yo segment. When we come back, we're doing more impressions, so keep it here. This is Mark from The Thoughtful Gamer, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. I usually talk about board games for this show, but today I'm going to shift gears and talk about The Last of Us. This is one of the most impressive TV shows I've seen in quite a while. Not because it's beautifully shot and well acted, though it is, but because it's fearless. Many shows and movies catering to the nerd crowd have a sterile, built-by-committee feel, afraid of angering the review-bombing mods that demands ultimate fealty to whatever the angry nerd mob's fickle demands are. I'm afraid that after the inexplicable backlash to The Last Jedi, I've lost all sense of understanding of what those demands are. I don't know if anyone actually knows. Marvel seems to have realized that they found some elements that pass muster, so they form all of their movies within a set of tight constraints, making effectively the same film over and over again. The Last of Us is built by people who don't care about all of that. Evidence comes early in Episode 3, which, spoiler alert, follows the story of a character who's dead by the time our main characters arrive at his house. For them, he's useful for supplies. But for us, he's a look at the idea that during the hardest times, love and humanity can shine through the rubble. Episodes 4 and 5 make their own film about the people of one particular city, exploring the corrupting nature of power and how easily we slip into barbarism during times of war. The Last of Us, or at least the first five episodes, is extraordinary because it's about ideas. The plot, perhaps the word most overused in popular film discussion today, is that of a simple road trip story in an apocalyptic setting. The road trip framework allows us to peek into the lives of the people in the broader world as they come into contact with the main characters. It's reminiscent of Quaron's Children of Men, where the camera often points out from the main characters to reveal the brutality baked into their society. But despite the bleakness and violence of The Last of Us, it's centered around the idea that love and compassion and sacrifice are the right choices, even if they lead to hardship or death. 
It's a critique of apocalyptic thinking, which turns people into monsters as they destroy their own moral codes in pursuit of just a little more safety and control. In other words, it's exactly what we need right now. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer. I write and discuss board games at thethoughtfulgamer.com. the two words podcast where we're talking about stupid stuff and talking about stupid stuff this is always a fun segment where we get to do uh more outrageous things um and last episode matt uh i by the way i have not told matt what we're doing today yeah um <laughs> much like he didn't tell me last time <laughs> but last time uh we explored what chat gpt would look uh would would do in terms of wrestling promos and did pretty well did pretty well yeah. did pretty fun um these are not as good okay <laughs> because um <coughs> i found uh an extension on google docs called uh bad translator <laughs> that sends your file through uh 40 different languages and then translates it back to english oh gosh john <laughs> And so uh, uh-huh. I have I have a couple here, one from from Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, and another one from from Dusty Rhodes. And so here is here is your script. Now there's a part for Gene Okerman, Okerlund, uh-huh. uh, and I will I will I will do all of the Gene Okerlund. Um, but as you can see, even when I translated the transcript, it uh, translated everything to Macho Wild. Or Randy Wild. Randy Wild. <laughs> Randy Wild. <laughs> With an E. <laughs> yep. Um, All right. So uh, we're gonna give give this. Uh, do you need to get into your into your Macho Man? What do you what What is your what is your gateway word to Macho to Macho Man? Um, I think I just try and do an Ooh Yeah. Because because I tr- I definitely try to do like I try to do the Ooh Yeahs, but then. Like I also try to give a macho man, like that macho man, because he's from the Midwest. You, you kind of got to get that one. The macho man. Oh yeah, the cream to the top. Right. So this is the cream of the crop. This is uh, that one promo. Okay. Um, <laughs> although I don't think it actually says that anymore. It says, just cream. says the cream will be on top. I see, I see that. Right. So, uh, so I will. <laughs> I will start here with you. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan was a day you'll never forget. My guest today is former Continental Champion Randy Savvy. No idea. Whatever? You don't say anything. What does it mean? Whatever you want. Yes, I continue. I shouldn't be in a situation I don't like, but the cream will be on top. Wrong! Yes! I think we have more than President Jack Tunney. Well, I tell you, Hunk, Rand- Hunk Randy Savage's calling card was set up in WrestleMania 3. Yes, I like it very much. I have to tell the president of the World Wrestling Federation that Macho Man is not Randy Savage. I agree with you. So he is definitely in the elite of the World Wrestling Federation. Yes, Sir Oak State, you know, baked pudding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Randy, I have an important question for you. Do you blame WWF President Jack Tunney? Why is Ricky Steamboat now the Intercontinental Champion? This is it. Examples of external interference. Honor! Yes, I am dreaming now. And whipped cream! (laughs) You are now the holder of the World Lightweight Championship and the Intercontinental Heavyweight Belt. Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the best. Nobody beats Randy Savage. Macho man. Balance or not is not important. I'm better than you. Yes, I talk to everyone in the WWF. I talk to President Jack Thoon. I came and no one could stop me without fear. (laughs) Baked pudding. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is that is my favorite way to cap off a statement. You know, baked pudding. <laughs> That's a t-shirt right there. You know, man. baked you know, pudding. Baked pudding. <laughs> She's got a... She's got like banana pudding. <laughs> In the whipped cream. Oh, that's fun. That was that was beautiful. That's really good. Uh, like mo- that. So this one I have here is a uh, <clears throat> something in my eye. This one here is a uh, Dusty Roads. This is the Hard Times promo. Uh, <laughs> it was sent through forty different languages and brought back. For, if you're gonna do this at home, just know forty is about the absolute max. Probably keep it at twenty. Um, they have an option for eighty, good but it's night. just unintelligible. <laughs> Gibber. It's not even. It's not even words. It's an alien language. Yes. Just um, bleeps and morps. Yes. So uh, <laughs> this is this is the hard times promo delivered against Ric Flair. Um, kind of the promo that set uh, Dusty Rhodes on the map. Yes, it did. First, I would like to thank Dusty Rhodes, who wrote letters and letters to many American dreamers. Second, Jim Crockett's promotion, because I know how important Jim Crockett's promotion is to wrestling fans. And the American Dream by Dusty Rhodes. With that confidence, I got what I wanted, and Ric Blair became the, wor- the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't need to tell you what Ric Flair is. No respect. There is no respect at home. He made things difficult for Dusty Rhodes and his family. I don't know how hard it is, Dad. Times are hard in this country. Workers are unemployed, have four or five children, can't pay, can't buy food. Rarely will a driver tell you to go home or not. And it's difficult when after 30, 30 years of work, and you look at the clock and say, hey, computers have changed. These are difficult times. Times were tough, and Ric Flair was walking down the dirt road and make trouble for the world. These are difficult times, and we are all in this together. I agree. I am no, not an ordinary player. I have a big belly. I have a big belly. But hey, I'm bad, and I know I'm bad. There are two bad things. John Wayne and his brother are dead, and the other one is here. <laughs> Nature Boy Ric Flair, World Heavyweight Championship. I want to go home and see your hands touch the ground. This world today brings together the best people in the world. Thank you for loving me. Because in these turbulent times, I am the most important writer in the world. Seabell Street 85. (laughs) And Ric Flair, son of nature, I leave up to you. One way to knock out Ric Flair is for what he wants most. The World Heavyweight Championship. I can say that I've been there twice. This is my father's logo. I'm back with a guy who didn't get a chance to fight a real world champion who died 10, 12 years ago. Don't take that away from me. I have you. I love you. (laughs) (coughs) I have you. I love you. My favorite line in that is, there are two bad things. John Wayne and his brother are dead. And then there's me right here. And then there's me right here. And then this one right here. Um, I have a big belly. I have, I have a, big a big belly. belly. Here's the thing: is the is the actual line is I have a big belly. Uh, I have a big belly, and I have a big hiney. So it really didn't change. They're the same. Um, now this was fun. I will tell you there was there was two other options to this that I thought about bringing in. One was a Jar Jar Binks translator. Ooh. Which, once I got the transcript, felt a little racist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oddly specific towards Pacific Islanders. I gotcha. Okay. Um, And the other was a Ned Flanders (laughs) translator. (laughs) That would have made made him the macho fella... Really, ra- Ridley Randall Savage. From <laughs> the macho fella, Ridley Randall Savage. Ah, oh, that was fun, it. folks. When we get back, we're doing more stupid stuff, or we're just talking about stupid stuff. So keep it here. This week in nerd history. Bah. Bah. Nerd history. 
Those were likely the first words of Dolly the Sheep, the world's first cloned animal, which, though born on July 5th, 1996, was first announced to the public on February 22nd, 1997. Ian Wilmot and a team of scientific colleagues were attempting to create a clone from an embryonic stem cell of a sheep, but as part of a test run for the larger study, they first attempted the process using DNA taken from an adult sheep's mammary gland. They didn't expect it to work, but to their surprise, it did. Cloning a mammal defied the scientific dogma of its time. The success led to dire and fantastic predictions. Humans would be cloned, diseases would be prevented, lost children rebirthed. But as time passed, the scientific breakthrough, technically known as nuclear transfer, has largely faded from public consciousness. Most people remember the Little Caesars commercial where you got two pizzas for the price of one from their competitors more than they know anything that happened in the field of cloning after Dolly arrived. Cloning's biggest impact, several researchers say, has been the stem cell advances it has sparked. Stem cell biologist Shinya Yamanaka said that Dolly's cloning motivated him to begin developing stem cells derived from adult cells, an accomplishment that won him a Nobel Prize in 2012. This was once seen as a pointless endeavor, but has since become a standard practice, especially in research involving human stem cells, which has allowed much of the religious opposition to stem cell research to die down, since fetal tissue is no longer required. However, the practice of cloning itself has not gotten far, and likely won't go much further. Cloning a person remains unfeasible with no scientific benefit and an unacceptable level of risk. Most scientists know of no one even considering the feat. And the cloning of animals remains limited, which many countries have even banned. However, lab-grown meat is something currently being touted as the next big innovation, if we can stomach it. Dolly died on February 14th of 2003, living just six years, but her early death was attributed to a lung infection common among animals not given access to outdoors as Dolly remained in a lab. Finally, she was made from adult breast cells. She was also named after Dolly Parton. Those two pieces of information may or may not have anything to do with each other. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. to the two words podcast where we're talking about stupid stuff uh and you know just there's sometimes we watch we watch these things and they just keep happening (laughs) they happen once and we say that's dumb and then they keep happening over and over and over again and i don't know whose ideas these are yeah um but it's just like why are we doing this uh and and i will uh and i've already mentioned one is i really hate uh and this is more specific to the wwe i really hate the gosh look how tall this guy is it's like it's like goliath walks in every Every hour on the show, just like, look how big he is. Look how big this guy is. When in reality, they're all much taller than the average human. Yeah. You know, except for like Rey Mysterio, who's still 5'9". <laughs> he's still t- taller than the right, average that's still, luchador. Yeah, that's, still a, like, that's still a decent height. Still a, Even yeah. for just dudes, it's still a decent height. Um, like 6'2 is the goal for most yeah. people. You yeah, know, so. and most of them are like 6'5". Have you ever seen pictures? Uh, it's a picture of the rock next to Charles Barkley and Shaq. Yeah. And they just dwarf him. Right. Absolutely. But it's just like, you know, and they did that every time the big show came out. Now, here's the thing is the big show actually had something. Yes. Like, and and I don't know. But then, so in WCW, you had the big show. But in the WWE or WWF at the time, you had the giant Gonzalez. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is awful. Yeah. This is, why are we doing this? And now, you know, you get almost come out. And it's like, look how tall he is. (laughs) The great Kali. Look Look how tall he is. is. And to make great Kali look taller, they put him in a tag team with Hornswoggle. (laughs) Like, that was... (laughs) That was insensitive. Look how big this guy is. Look how big that guy is compared to how small that guy is. That's That's like Groot and Rocket Raccoon up in here. (laughs) 
<laughs> what's, what's your first stupid thing? <laughs> my my first stupid thing is uh, WWE programming where they use a bunch of filler like, did you know this dumb oh, fun fact? Yeah. Like, did you know that WWE Raw has more episodes than The Simpsons? No. And I don't care now. <laughs> it doesn't impress me. You're on every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, like, I, I get tired of the, uh, in the same vein, the um, any pay-per-view, they always set the record for attendance. It's like, yeah, because you can put... Yeah, and it came out years ago that most of those numbers are made up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we broke the record. It's this like this is how many we think we have. Nobody, nobody more than we should. You know, they've never put this many people in. You know, Levi Stadium. It's like yeah, because you can't get on the football field. <laughs> you can't get tickets for the end zone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and there's also because of the ramp and the backstage and the uns unseatable area. There's still absolutely no way. That you can fit that many people, right? Right. But yeah, yeah the the did you know? Did or you the, know this dumb thing? Or the Royal Rumble stats every year? It's always a big three minute long promo yeah. that runs every week up to and then twice during the show yeah. of this person got out in this you know amount of time. Yeah. Two feet at the, the you statistics. Know, all the, yeah, all the yeah. stats for it. It's ridiculous. And you, you have to keep watching the <laughs> Santino Morella. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> but you still love Santino. Still love Santino. Uh, um, I really hate the insert name of place street fight. <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> it's a bean town beatdown, guys. Yeah, like it's like stop doing it. Because one time they had like a Nashville street fight. And Braun Strowman hit Elias with an upright base. I think that was. Mm -hmm. But any other time, it's just like, you know, if you can uh, remotely actually theme it, yeah, sure. But if it's just a, we got trash cans and kendo sticks out yeah. here, and we're in Brooklyn, so yeah. The first time I recognized it, <laughs> yeah. The first time I recognized it was uh, CM Punk and. Uh, Jericho at Extreme Rules back in like 2013, 2012, something like that. Yeah, and uh, they had a Chicago street fight. Right. Like, and I and I remember asking Mike Thompson. I was like, "Why is it like what's what's different?" And he's like, "Nothing." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, this feels this feels pointless." And like you know, we went to we went to the live show in uh, in Amarillo. Mm -hmm. They had an Amarillo street fight. Right, that's right. And I and I tweeted out to Byron Saxton. I was <laughs> like, if somebody doesn't get hit with a seventy two ounce steak, it's not. <laughs> or I, I think what I said was, if you're going to call something an Amarillo street fight, they're going to the people are going to expect someone to get hit with a seventy two ounce steak. <laughs> that's what. That's what we think the rules are. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> to go along with uh, that, I think it's stupid that if you're in a no-holds-barred, no-DQ match, you don't immediately grab a weapon when you enter. Yeah. Like, I, like you know this is the kind of match. You know you want to get a, a head start on it. Why are you both going to start in the ring like normal and why just be nice about it for five minutes? Why don't you minutes? just walk in with a weapon? Right. Yes. Just like, like Mick Foley used to do. He would bring yeah. out a, a, a shopping cart full of things. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that anymore? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's just keep talking about this. I really hate when when they have a no holds barred match or an extreme rules match, and Michael Cole has to say every three minutes, oh, "This is perfectly legal, folks." <laughs> no, All perfectly legal, folks. Like, I, and I get it. He's just doing his job, right? But it's like. We don't. We get it. We understand. Anything can go. Because yeah. I remember it. we watched. It was when they were in the super the 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 reality dome or whatever yeah, during COVID. The, yeah. yeah. The yeah the Thunderdome. Thunder um, and we were we were streaming it, and they had they had some you know I think it was the Reigns Kevin Owens match, mm. and it was like he said it every three minutes. I was just like. Oh, okay. You know, like, yeah, we, don't, we get it. One of them was like, can he do that? Yes. Yeah. He can. No holds barred, Matt. This is 
This is what it is. Right. Um, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like how wrestlers have to pretend like the crowd isn't giving it away that somebody's coming up to sneak on them, up <laughs> on them. It's like they're all being very quiet. This match is happening. Mm. This person's the bad guy's beating up the good guy. Some good guy we haven't seen in five weeks shows up. Crowd goes. Ah! Heel in the rings is, huh, what? I'm just going to keep looking this direction and never look where everyone else is looking. <laughs> somebody somebody yells out, there's someone right behind you. <laughs> John Cena is on your back. What? Excuse me? <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's John Cena. Um, <laughs> His music played and everything, and I didn't even hear it. Yeah. I really hate the convenient count from the referees. Um, when it's like they stop counting, they very obviously stop counting. It's like one, two. Are you gonna get back in three? The two and a half. And that all coming? came to the culmination. <laughs> When during the Kevin Owens during Roman Reigns Kevin, match, yeah, it was, when you had to be on your feet. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's like <laughs> the problem with that was is that they tried to like push the referee to the side, or the referee like stopped. And if I'm Paul Heyman, being in the business as long as I've been in it, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, the referee's realistically about to get to the end of his count. I'm gonna tackle the referee. Right. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to, like, throw a clothesline or something, and this ref better be able to take a bump. But they didn't. They didn't. They, they just, just like, well, if he's not on the screen, he can't count, right? Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's, you know. All right. I got a big one. This okay. is one of my biggest peeves. I love ladder matches. Okay. I hate how it's like suddenly everybody's shoes have 40 pound weights attached to them when they're trying to climb a ladder. You just leapt off the top turnbuckle onto the ground, did a somersault, wrapped around somebody all in the span of three seconds, get into the ring, pop that ladder open as fast as you can, and then suddenly every rung is taking every ounce of strength you can muster. Oh, gosh, it's taking me five solid minutes to climb 13 rungs. This is so hard. <laughs> and then it, it gets negated in half of these matches when at the end, one of them just goes right up and grabs the belt in a second and a half. Yeah. Like, none of you. None of you had that enough adrenaline to climb a ladder when you were the only one in the ring in less than 20 seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> That's, I, yeah. It, it, I can't, I can, I can suspend my disbelief on most of the things that we're even going to be talking about tonight. That absolutely yeah. infuriates me every single time. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, I really hate when guys say their own name over and over and over again every time they get in the ring. My name is John Laurinaitis. I am the vice president of talent relations. Like, yeah, we get it, dude. Even Paul Heyman? Even Paul Heyman. Oh. Like, I, like, I get it. Like, <laughs> and I get the Paul Heyman thing that's part of the character. Sure. But it's like, people come out and like, I'm Bobby Lashley! It's like, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. We're aware. There was no argument. We see, we see you every week. You're the only human being on earth that looks like that. Oh, and we just spent three minutes watching you walk down to the ring while a, while a TV screen the size of a football field has your name on it. I'm well aware your name is Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. That's my favorite way to say his name. Bobby. Uh, all right. I <laughs> We saw this at the Royal Rumble this year. I hate when it's like one guy versus seven guys, and they're doing the old movie trope thing of, we're only going to attack one at a time. Mm -hmm. We're not going to gang up on him, because that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> we'll let him beat each of us individually, one at a time, and we will wait our turn to be beaten yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. 
Dog pile on him, for goodness sakes. Yeah. I'd love to see a but good then, dog pile. But when they do dog pile on him, like, <coughs> suddenly none of them can lift things. <laughs> like, and I get it. Like, Big Show was, you know, 450 pounds. But you have all these guys who can each on their own bench 200 to 300 yeah. pounds. <laughs> and now you got five guys and they can't lift it. Come on, guys. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get the hurricane out of the ring? Yeah, you can't. You can't do the one thing. Um, uh, I also really hate when um, when they clear the table to put somebody through it. <laughs> well, so you I, don't want to hurt them. Well, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. How have we not come up with a, a, a way to get by that yet? You know what I mean? Like, make it some sort of device that, like, holds the table together that you have to remove and takes all the TVs with it in order for it to fall apart or something. Give some stupid logical reasoning. It, weak as you can, but just yeah. some reason why they'd be like, well, I wouldn't want to hurt him too bad. Let's yeah. get these TV monitors off of here. But also, <laughs> like, you watch them rip out TV monitors, and it's like, those are expensive. Those are, yeah. And we're just throwing them around? <clears throat> we can't be replacing iPads every time we go to a show. Guys. You know what I just realized? Hmm. I haven't seen the Spanish announce table in a very long time. Mm. They finally got they, broken. They stopped just for good. going through it, you know? <laughs> they haven't done the whole uh, going through every uh, every country that's broadcasting oh, yeah. the big four yeah. pay-per-views thing. When the only either. person you know is Funaki. Funaki. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only guy you know. Uh. Um, and, and lastly, for how many more do you have? Oh, I got so much more. Okay, well... Give me, give me all yours. Okay, let's go. Uh, I hate things that are done in secret when there's clearly a camera present camera? in the room. <laughs> I, all right, don't tell anybody, but I'm going to sneak up. Right. I hope nobody's broadcasting this on a television the size of a football field. But then at the same time, the other guy acts surprised. Right. Like, yeah. just once you want to be like, it shows to the guy, and he's like, yeah, I saw, I saw all of that. I heard all of that. It was on it the was screens on TV. everywhere. Uh, I hate just dropping storylines with no resolution. Even if it's a bad storyline, wrap it up with one match, one night yeah. or something. Give it five yeah. minutes, say, you know what, we're done with this, and here's why. You know, give us give us a, a reason. Yeah, that's actually one that I that I had on here. I forgot uh, that I put on here, but not wrapping up your stories in time for WrestleMania. Or that too. Yeah. yeah. Like we're not like as much as I don't want to see Sami Zayn get involved in the championship conversation. This storyline shouldn't be happening at Elimination Chamber. Right. It shouldn't be eleven thirty. <laughs> in yeah. the clock of yeah. wrestling pay-per-views and you're not done with that section yet. Like, and, and, I've, and, I, and I've said it a whole lot, like the the best WrestleManias have your three-month buildup, your six-month buildup, you know, your year-long buildup. Mm -hmm. And and right now, I, I don't know any of the storylines for WrestleMania. I know very few. Yeah. I know that uh, I, I know that Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes are going to be there. And we're, what, a month and a half out? And even then, have they even come face-to-face -face yet in the I, ring? I don't think, I don't think so. so. Yeah. Um, I hate that in the Royal Rumble, they're still letting eliminated wrestlers eliminate other wrestlers. I don't think that should be allowed. <clears throat> I don't like uh, heels that are big scaredy cats. I mean, some of them, yeah. Some of them are going to be the bullies that yeah. you know, are secretly timid. But There's a I difference between being should... a scaredy cat and being skeezy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should have some that are like not afraid just because, it's, oh, suddenly it's one-on-one -on -one with my you know, face opponent. Well, I got to run. I don't like seeing that all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't like all the talk shows. Why do we have Ms. TV, the, talk the show? KO show, and Ding Dong Hello all happening actively right now? Is Ding Dong Hello still happening? It just happened on Raw, I think. I... <laughs> and uh, I, the last. I, 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 did, I did love that uh, um, Dean Ambrose had like the asylum or whatever, <laughs> and he had like, you know, Herman the, the houseplant. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. I did love that. And that's when we had that, and we had Talk is Jericho, and we had Ms. TV all on the same time then. <clears throat> and the last thing I have is half of the stuff, half of the gimmicks from the 90s and the 2000s. Meet, Beaver Cleavage, Eugene, Midian and Viscera, The Oddities, the pervy version of Goldust. Makes me want to vomit. Not a big fan. Um, so my, my last... Uh, my last thing I just can't stand um, is that currently uh, the go-to uh, gimmick for women is crazy person. <laughs> You're right. You have two. You have two gimmicks <clears throat> in, the, in the women's division, and I'm gonna and I might get some hate for this, but I'm gonna say it. There's crazy person and black lady. <laughs> Like stereotypical too. It's it's really <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Well, there's I mean like but but yeah. but not how actual black women act. It's how Vince McMahon thinks black women act. <laughs> uh crazy person we have F A B O U L O U S. We even got the white women doing That's it. True. That's true. Um, but but you know because we were watching the elimination chamber, and um, you know what you have you have six women go in, and it looks like uh, three of them. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Uh, was basically Liv, like post-apocalyptic crazy right. person. Liv Morgan is one. Liv of them. Morgan is a, is the uh, is the Harley Quinn. And then we have two of them. Yeah. And then Oscar is Japanese crazy lady. And then we also have Alexa Bliss, not in that match, but Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Bliss. Harley Quinn crazy person. Harley Quinn crazy person, Bray Wyatt, possibly tag team member. Not tag yeah. team, but team member. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, but you, you got Becky Lynch. You got your Becky Lynch. Fair enough. She doesn't fit in that. Either one of those. Yeah. I just. It'd be really weird to see old. Uh, is she Irish or Scottish? I think she's she's Irish. Irish, Irish Becky Lynch playing a black lady. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong for saying that? <clears throat> I will say those two gimmicks, quote unquote, are disproportionately large yeah. right now. Yeah, there and are like, way, but the, uh, maybe the black and, lady thing aside, yeah. there are far too many crazy women yeah. characters, and it, and it makes sense. When you have Bianca Belair coming out and doing that, yeah. like, like, I believe that's who she is. I believe I don't that's one hundred percent who she is. Yeah. Um, and I'm here I, for it. But I don't believe that Carmella <laughs> is that person. <laughs> I don't know, man. I had, I had a couple uh, white girls in my high school growing up that that was the personality they they, they wore every day. I don't know. They couldn't turn it off. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to being wrong. <laughs> Probably gonna get a lot of emails this week. It is Black History Month, John. It is. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap it is. <laughs> that probably wasn't the right response. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. All uh, right, so <laughs> I, got, I do have one more thing I want to okay. throw in that I hate that I forgot and I just remembered. I hate that Raw is still three hours long. Why have we not? Sense. Why have we not learned this lesson yet? It's three hours of talking. It's so much talking or recapping. We'll re if it's if your show is long enough that you have to recap the first ten minutes of the show four different times throughout the night. Yeah, it's too long, guys. It's too long. It's too. It's longer than most pay per views. Yeah, most pay per views they, are two and a half hours. They, <laughs> There's no reason. Yeah, I when when uh, Kofi, Kofi, not Kofi, uh, Austin Creed was his Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Why couldn't I think of Xavier Woods? When Xavier Woods came out and said that we're from SmackDown, the efficient show. Like, we get it done in two hours yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. I'm like, yes. No, you're right. I agree. I love SmackDown so much more because Raw is so long. Like, <clears throat> and, and, and they do it. So they did the recap of, of everything leading up to Lesnar, Lashley, yeah. 
at Elimination Chamber, mm -hmm. and that lasted longer than the match it itself. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I understand, like you got to get the elimination chamber out of out of there. Sure. Why? Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, there's reasons for that. From a business standpoint, though, you got commercials on the show. Yeah. From a business standpoint, though, you're you're putting you put the elimination chamber matches together. Right. And you don't have to take anything down. <laughs> if I'm if I'm you know a union worker putting putting the elimination chamber up, I'm like, hey guys, why don't we just? Well, you were gonna do this twice. We're going to move this around a little bit. Two different times. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> well, that is our show. Uh, those are the dumb things that we think exist. Uh, let us know it on was, our socials. It's actually very cathartic to get all that out. A little bit. A little bit. Um, let us. Uh, let, it's let still us know, real to us, dang yeah. it. Let us know on our socials uh, at two words LTN. Um, and let us know if, if there are any other dumb things that you hate uh, that you just want to get off of your chest. Um, but until then, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. But until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Goodbye.